0: You're listening to The College Loop,
1: your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday.
0: On today's installment of the College Loop, it's Brews Day with Brooks Walton. We're talking Peyton Thorne. Can Auburn football win 10 games with him at the helm? We're going to talk Auburn basketball. Alan Flanagan's in the transfer portal, plus Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith got some NBA all-rookie honors. Moving over to the baseball diamond. Auburn baseball, butching the boys taking down number one LSU, taking two of three from them at Plainsman Park. First Eagle flight looks like it was a roaring success. And softball secures the number three seed in the SEC tournament. All this and so much more. we got a jam-packed show. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The College Loop.
1: Hey, you know what to do. You're girl. You know who's right. 19, 16. I, don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark.
0: It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 59 of the College Loop Podcast. And as you can see, I'm not alone in the studio for once. It's crazy. Eric Tar, you're back. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing a lot better now that I remembered to let you know that I could be on the show today. Uh, I wanted to be on the show on Sunday, to be completely honest with you. I just went to the lake and left my laptop, got there said, whoops. But anyways, I'm not, I'm not the important person here. It's a bruise yeah. day with Brooks. Brooks Walton, how's it going, my man?
1: Going good always. Thank you guys for letting me come on again. Yeah, for sure.
0: Our pleasure. It's uh, you're you're the star of the show here. We're just the we're just kind of, <laughs> I guess, placeholders, if you will. People get through the Wednesday and, uh, and Sunday or Thursday and Sunday episode, excuse me, just so they can get back to Bruce days. I'm I'm confident. But, um, <laughs> yeah, can't wait to live
2: stream uh the wedding from the YouTube channel. That's yeah, so it's gonna be, awful. be awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll let you guys have a little booth um where you can yeah do a little uh, voiceover.
0: Oh dude, if, don't don't give us the opportunity to pl- live stream play by play your wedding because we'll do it. <laughs> I, put,
2: like, I know you yard, it, like golf commentating. Put the yard markers on the on the aisle in the middle. <laughs> and the Brooks Walton's oh, walking to the bride the yeah. 10.
0: 20.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she could say I do. <laughs> no, no, you got it all messed up. As they're as they're as they're walking out. Well, I guess if Brooks puts a ring on it, he can marry her. Oh, my God. Brooks is going to get a wife. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, not going to keep him off the dance floor tonight. Sorry. All right. That's all. I'm done. All right.
2: Well, to get more Auburn-centric back and – this,
0: this is Auburn royalty. Getting married. Come on now.
2: <laughs> True. Very factual. Very <laughs> factual. But getting to more current topics and talking about the quarterbacks because that's what we have to talk about for the rest of the offseason as it stands because Auburn got their guy. Talk about this multiple times. Uh Peyton Thorne is Auburn's starting quarterback, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh Robbie Ashford said iron sharpens iron, but Peyton Thorne will be your starting quarterback probably for the next two years.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which... First off, before we get into this, this that that whole Peyton Thorne conversation. I know we're about to pose a big question here uh, that you and I discussed earlier, Dylan. I do want to kind of address the Robbie Ashford tweet. Uh, it was kind of a big deal, actually. Brooks, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, I assume you did, where Robbie said, yeah. let's go iron sharpens or let's work iron sharpens iron war eagle i know that that's like a little bit of passive aggressive most people interpret it but like in terms of a quarterback battle that's the outlook you have to have in any position right
1: yeah uh, for sure and like some of that you know it could be him feeling like he has to say something for social media so that everybody sees how he feels but i mean that's good the college kids sometimes don't handle stuff like that well or like especially when you're when everything's so public like it's even if maybe he doesn't fully feel like hey this is perfect I get to work harder to try to earn my job which I'm sure there's part of him that is is frustrated as anybody would be when you bring in a guy that everybody's going to presume to be the starter but yeah I saw it too and that's that's big that's the kind of attitude that you want and maybe if even if he's not fully behind it that's what he's putting out there and that's what he's kind of going to be pushing and he's right I mean we've talked about it before like you that's the mentality you need to have when you bring in somebody from the portal it's like hey just because this guy's coming in like I'm gonna make him earn the spot you know uh like everybody kind of made fun of Zach Wilson uh when they were talking about bringing in a quarterback and he said I'll make that guy's life hell because it was kind of a weird situation yeah you're laughing yeah. like he, he I mean, didn't it's really problem, have the standing yeah. to say that but yeah like that's that's who you want to have as the, you know, presumptive backup, maybe of just like I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make this guy prove himself to be better than me instead of just showing up and being there. So yeah, I I was happy about it,
0: and not for nothing, Dylan and and, and Brooks. I, I I just wanted to go ahead and let Dylan Bill, Bill know that I'm about to say something that's probably going to get, um, get me in in some trouble here. So I'm sorry in advance. The staunch difference between Robbie Ashford's handling Peyton Thorne uh, transferring to Auburn and. TJ Finley's presumptive uh, understanding that he's probably going to get replaced is really remarkable, uh, and, and and it really just kind of shows uh, it, it's a textbook example of weeding out the uh, the non culture fits, right? And you have one guy comparing himself to Jesus, which TJ Finley did. That happened. Uh, that's just, I'm just stating facts for those of you who are going to get pissed off at me. He compared himself to Jesus, and uh, in, in kind of dipping out, which we assumed anyway is probably the best for in, in his best interest, regardless. Versus Robbie Ashford sees this guy, and you know, there's all this noise outside that you can't help but hear about the quarterback situation at Auburn, and says, "All right, new guy in here. If nothing else, like Brooks said, for for PR purposes, I'm going to make sure that people understand that I'm a team player, and and I think that that speaks volumes, at least on the surface level. If you don't, and maybe you can look, dig deeper and find other loopholes. You always can, but about a cultural shift, and, and within this program, which was so desperately, desperately needed. So I, I just just something I thought was worth, worth worth mentioning, Dylan. I'm going to let you pose the big question here, and I'll open the floor to Brooks after you go first and uh, in, in regards to Peyton, Peyton Thorne. And I'll I'll kind of sit back and just kind of see where this one goes before I chime in and piss Dylan off.
2: Oh, yeah. And oh, boy, to that as well. Uh, yeah, the big question is, can this Auburn Tiger team win 10 games with Peyton Thorne at the helm? And, uh, you know, Brooks, I'll let you go first.
1: um yeah it's that's a tough one 10 wins in any Auburn season is always hard um but I think if you were to kind of look at it and say you know any of the past however years you want to go back maybe say the last five years this could be the year that looking into it you're like this is we have a fairly good chance because there's all the excitement about Peyton Thorne coming in and there you have a proven starter like you have a guy that has performed in what most people would probably say is the second most competitive conference in college football. Um, I will go out there and say the SEC is number one. I don't care, and everybody will agree. But we say it on here all the time, Brooks.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. Go.
1: So, yeah, you have a proven guy coming in. You have a proven coach coming in. Um, there's all this excitement around the team. Uh, so, yeah, there is that. And then you get you get Bama and Georgia at home this year, which is always exciting. Um, and then, honestly, you can look at Alabama and say, like, We don't really know how they're going to be. We can't really tell. The quarterback room doesn't look super exciting. And um, who knows? I mean, they're going to be a good team. Anybody that tells you Bama isn't going to be a solid football team next year is wrong because they still have all of the Bama players that they always do. But, again, if you were to look at a team preseason and say, hey, maybe they're down and, hey, maybe we have a chance to be up, it could kind of go both ways because the season hasn't started yet and there's so much unknowns um flip side of the coin we don't know kind of really what this team is going to look like at all you know we've seen spring uh we've seen a day that looked exciting we liked it but it was in the rain we can't really see all that's going on and there are a bunch of holes a bunch of people that have left or just position groups that are kind of behind where you would want them to be to be a potential 10-win sec west team so it's it's tough to say which way, but uh, I mean I think even on a good year, ten wins is a spectacular season for us. So that's where we're at now. Yeah, Brooks, I think you bring up a good point,
0: and and there there are two sides of every coin. I completely understand, and and I appreciate. It. It's refreshing to see new coach, new new enthusiasm from within the fan base. It's it's important to see that kind of success, to be completely honest with you, there wasn't this level of excitement when Brian Harson was, was hired at Auburn. It was kind of those, who the hell is this guy kind of moments. And, 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 and I'm not necessarily bashing one way or another. If you were cautiously optimistic, great. If you were pessimistic, I mean, come on, it's more fun to be an optimist than it is a pessimist. Just, just putting that out there. But the, the best case scenario for Auburn this year is you win nine games. That is the best case scenario for Auburn this year. I think your floor is seven games. I actually think it's pretty pretty tight window in year one of of, of Hugh freeze. Anywhere between seven and nine. So seven, eight, nine wins, all those those outcomes feel plausible. And six six wins, I'll tell you right now, a lot of people think an Auburn may only win five or six. I think that's an abysmal failure. I think seven wins, you can consider this a successful move forward, play in, and hopefully win your bowl game and move forward to win a bowl game. Auburn win a bowl game challenge. Almost impossible. But – no offense, but sorry, I know I know you run a couple of those teams, but <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, uh, no, I, I never won one. Yeah, I exactly. Exactly. You just just mm-hmm.
0: just I, I know they don't I, I understand that whole argument. We'll get to there. I, I can't wait for ball season so I can go on my bowl, bowl game tangent, but that's a whole other story for another time. You're not I, I, I don't feel good about Auburn's chances of winning one of the big three. You're you are your LSU, your Georgia, your Alabama. And, and Dylan's going to get on here in just a second. He's going to tell me I'm wrong, and that's fine. It's what we do for a living. and We bicker and we banter. But I'm, I'm going to go and tell you right now, Dylan's wrong. Uh, because <laughs> I have a hard time envisioning a world in which an Alabama team that's been counted down and out, there's only one thing scarier than playing Nick Saban. It's playing Nick Saban when he's pissed. Uh, he's, he's the greatest to ever do it. And he will figure out he can be an average quarterback, and he can still have a championship title contending team. He's done it a lot. Kirby Smart in Georgia is, is the purest form of, of college football right now. I mean, they are the gold standard, and, and everyone's chasing Georgia right now. LSU, you finally broke that curse in, in Baton Rouge under year one. You're one of Harson, correct? You're year, year two. You're yeah. year one. You're one. Brian Harson, excuse me. You're one of Harson, our senior year. And I'm telling you guys, it's, it's hard. It's a hard place to win. And, and Auburn has a really, really poor track record there. And I think Brian Kelly's got a good team over there. I would be really, really surprised if Auburn snagged one of those three. Now, if you win one of those three, things get weird, especially if you win LSU. Things things get really weird coming down the stretch. But Dylan, I don't I don't see a world even with Peyton Thorne. I think Peyton Thorne takes you from a seven projected seven to a comfortable eight win team. A comfortable six or seven to a comfortable eight win team. I think you should win nine games. I don't think ten games has happened, and tell me why it is.
2: All right, here we go. So enough <laughs> of the negative Nancy talk from Mr. Harrison Tar. All right. You go through the season, you got your 4-0 in non-cons. It, it's going to happen. Uh UMass, Sanford, New Mexico State are the easy games. I think at Cal, uh their offense doesn't really have it.
0: Can we talk about that for two two seconds? 2 seconds. What? Who the hell thinks the Cal's going to beat Auburn? Uh and did we watch the same Cal football team last year?
2: I know. I, I was I said they're going to win?
0: No, I'm talking about the ESPN FPI. That's where that, oh,
2: Yeah, I going. yeah, that, that's, don't give me start on that.
0: I'll say it right now. That's a load of horse shit. Continue.
2: Yeah. So four no non-con, easy mode. Uh, go through the SEC schedule. I'm going to leave out Georgia, LSU, and Bama because I'm going to get to those individually. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second, <laughs> Mr. Pessimist over there. Chill out. Chill okay. out. Uh, A&M. You got to be honest. By Petrino, not the best hire in the world. Better offense coordinators are around the horn, and you probably got the one with the most baggage, uh, probably more baggage than Jimbo Fisher has. And can be—I think jim Fisher can, be, Fisher can be walking out Texas A&M this season with a big bag of big bag of money, because uh, I think Auburn is going to walk into College Station and take that game. Ole Miss, Jordan Hare Stadium. Uh, outside of last year, Auburn pretty much owns Ole Miss in football, and I think with Hugh Freeze has a little chip on his shoulder to win this game, and that's why I like Auburn to probably win this game by probably some double digits because I don't like Ole Miss like to
0: Ole Miss down year question mark.
2: I think so. They lost a lot, and I think they didn't gain as much as the fans think they did.
0: The transfer transfer portal wizard was casting his reverse spells Yeah, uh,
2: Mississippi State, probably a little bit of a down year, and I hate it for him. God rest his soul. I miss Mike Leach so much, but I think that with a new first-year head coach, uh, like a first-time head coach, and Zach Arnett, I, I think Auburn is probably going to win this game as well. But look out for Will Rogers in that arm because it's going to be a defense. The defensive backs are going to be on their toes this game. Uh, Vanderbilt, they're getting better. I love old Dandy Vandy. They're getting better. <laughs> but you got another year or so before Clark Lee starts implementing that SEC East winning, uh, his SEC East winning ways. And Arkansas, going to be a down year for Arkansas as well. Kendall Bryle is at TCU. KJ Jefferson is the glue, hoarding that team uh, <laughs> together. And it might be the last year of Sam Pittman as well. We might have a couple of coaches be leaving out of the SEC, uh, depending on how Arkansas goes. But you know, those fans love a seven-win season. They they had it. They were down so bad for so many years.
0: Hear me out. Sam Pittman and mutually parts ways in air quotes with Arkansas, and head coach just happens to be tr- uh, T. Will. Just 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 throwing it out there. Just just <laughs> just just some hypotheticals in my mind.
2: He brings T. Will to Auburn. Auburn has a third linebacker's coach or a third defensive backs coach. Sam Pittman comes to be the co offensive coordinator with Jake Thornton. Auburn just has an NBA dream team of head coaches. Nick Saban leaves.
1: Okay. All right. All right. We... To... Yeah. No, nobody wants that.
2: Now to get started with the meat and potatoes of this schedule Georgia, the best team in cultural ball. I would love it, love for it to happen, but it's not going to happen. Uh, Georgia has implemented that this is their time to shine. This could be a three-peat winning team. Don't Auburn could keep that. it close. for <laughs> Auburn could keep it close, probably a half, uh, if that. But Georgia and Kirby Smart have recruited their asses off, and they got better at the wide receiver room. Uh, I don't want to say quarterbacks yet because I, I think Georgia's at the, at the peak where Alabama was in 2012, where anyone could go in and start and play very well. We saw it last two years with Georgia. Right. So I don't, I think out of the three, this is the one that Auburn is the least likely to win. Now LSU and Baton Rouge. I would be shocked if Auburn won this in Baton Rouge because I think LSU right now, is probably the favorite to win the West. And, uh, I I think it's just because Jaden Daniels is just so good at what he does. Brian Kelly has actually uh, put together a very solid LSU team for a second year in a row. And it looks like LSU might be here to stay a little bit longer than they were in 2019. Uh, So if I had to rank it, I think this is the second – I guess what's the second likely team Auburn – game Auburn can win out of the three? There's
0: only three teams. It's also the second most and second least. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Now – a game that I'm going to get a lot of fans on my side about and Tar's going to hate me for it. I think the iron bowl is probably your most winnable game of those three. And I think this is a, da- I don't want to say it's a down year for Alabama. I'm not giving them any rat poison to use against me. I'll knock on wood just in case, but this is probably the weakest Alabama offense we have seen in recent memory. Uh, and this, I'm going back to even Greg McElroy days uh, with this. And this might be the worst quarterback room Alabama's had in a hot minute. I, and I, I said on the Auburn Daily Show, I'll say it here: Auburn has the best quarterback in the state of Alabama, and Bama, out of the, out of the, uh, FBS teams, probably has the fourth. With Tyler Buckner, Carter Bradley, and Gunner Watson, both could probably be better quarterbacks, and probably will be better quarterbacks than Tyler Buckner. Running back room, they don't have that workhorse running back anymore. They, long gone are the days of Najee Harris. They have Jace McClellan, who is a serviceable back. Serviceable back at best. And Trey Sanders transferred out to TCU. And then you go to wide receiver room. Their star wide receiver is Jermaine Burton. Who has all but disappointed ever since leaving Georgia. The O-line is going to be solid as always. That's just what Bama does. They create good offensive linemen. Defense, they're down Will Anderson. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry back. But he had a little bit of an off year, I feel like. The secondary for Bama last year was not very good. And honestly, to lead the helm of the defense, I don't think Kevin Steele was the best hire they could have made. I don't think it was. I don't think Tommy Reeves was. I I think if you look at it, I think Kevin Steele might be a little out of hit because I I saw that Miami team. I watched Miami last year, believe it or not. I watched Miami play. Middle Tennessee made his defense look childish.
0: Yeah, I would like to come to the defense of Kevin Steele, which is something I – Don't blame it on talent.
2: Don't blame it on talent. Miami had more talent than a lot of other teams.
0: I'm blaming it on talent.
2: Uh-uh. Um, I'm no. blaming it on talent.
0: I am absolutely <laughs> no. blaming it on talent. No! I'm absolutely blaming it on talent. Kevin Steele was... Uh, uh, congrats, Brooks. I didn't have this on my bingo card, but you're about to go be able to talk to Steele today. Kevin Steele, schematically brilliant over the past half decade. Un- unarguably. And you take him to... Miami, under Mario Cristobal, install kind of a different philosophy, take them to the ACC where the talent gap doesn't even make sense. I said what I said. It, it uh, these te- The ACC is the, mo- the least sensible conference. It's Clemson and everybody else trying to figure out if they're actually good or not, and the answer is typically no. But there is a talent drop-off, Dylan. And, and, and don't give me that crap where Miami has all this talent that you can install the same defense in Alabama and you don't expect better results. That's just bull.
2: The, the lowest-ranked uh, uh, recruiting class Miami's had in the past, uh, since 2018, has been seventeenth. Outside of that, it's been 13, 11, 8, 8, and 8. Sick. They have the talent. You can't blame it on talent. Sick. Auburn had worse recruiting classes than Miami had, and Derek Brown was just the anchor. You can blame it on talent. I know you can't that. blame it on talent. You can't.
0: Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. Here's the reality of things. I'm going to I'm gonna let Brooks chime in. I'm, I'm going to let him give his thoughts on if – apparently we're going here right now, all right? Tell it that we're going here about Kevin Steele. But you're going to have people come in our, on our YouTube comments and tell me that I'm just questioning your opinions and that I'm wrong <laughs> and it doesn't freaking matter because people don't like me and they, and they like you. So, you know what? To hell with it. If you choose to believe that Kevin Steele's on, on the decline, sure. Brooks, you played for Kevin Steele, right? I, I did, yep. Would you like to chime in on this? That's why it's a hell of a conversation for Dylan to bring up right now. Did you ever see any trickle off about how sharp his football IQ was?
1: Man, I mean, no, I wouldn't think so. You know, uh... <laughs> everybody kind of like I don't know if y'all remember but in the 2019 season now you know there's there's some kind of up and down on how just like overall coaching but X's and O's I always really trusted him always thought he was great and we ran something super similar to all of the great Bama defenses and it works and uh I mean, just, like, talking about being able to come up with new things on the fly, like the defense we ran against the LSU 2019 team, the unbeatable greatest offense ever, whatever, that was we, – we performed the best at anybody in the country that year. And we just – we couldn't keep up. I mean, they were just incredible. But you see you some people starting to mimic Steele's defense throughout the rest of the year because people were like, hey, maybe, maybe Auburn was on to something. Maybe they figured something out. Now, some of that was – um, LSU just refusing to run the ball but who, who cares um, no I I, uh, I didn't watch any of Miami this past year I had zero reason to watch the University of Miami play football this past season but um, Good I do think there is something to be said yeah I think there is something to be said about maybe not talent like just pure talent levels but it seems like Miami always has these great recruiting classes and they never actually are able to develop people Um, now who knows what that's up to or you know maybe they just typically bring in the guys that don't for some reason pan out but I think there is something to be said for sure about you're going from Auburn and the Auburn defenses that is all that has always been a thing you know it's always been pretty impressive and something that Auburn likes to hang their hat on to the University of Miami where yeah there's there is a, a talent drop off I believe now whether that's officially there in the recruiting classes who knows that's i'm i'm with you on that one harrison at least a little bit at least someone's with me in some degree
2: anyways (laughs) i'm just gonna bring up one stat for miami last season middle tennessee scored 45 points against and beat miami last season uh duke blue devils scored 45 points clemson with their anemic offense put up 40 points florida state 45 points and pitt Scored 42 points, giving them the 65th-ranked defense in the country. And, again, that Miami team – the Miami gets more talent in than Auburn does.
0: All right. We're we're, we're going to move forward because All right. I, I don't think there's ever going to be another time in my life. And I know you played under Ron Brooks, so I'm sorry. I'm never going to defend Kevin Steele, but I'm defending Kevin Steele right now. So you've got me in a position where I, I didn't think I'd ever be.
2: Harrison is defending Alabama defensive coordinator Kevin Steele. And you heard it here first.
0: But to get started, what <laughs> you are your way to make people hate me? It's, it's, <laughs> it is remarkable.
2: It is mind-blowing. But to get into other like NFL Auburn news, the NFL rookies that got drafted have had their jersey numbers announced. And uh, one of T- Tars already spent money on one of them already, and I can't blame him. Cannot I cannot blame you whatsoever.
0: I did. I went and picked up uh, an Owen Papo, friend of the program, Owen Papo. Uh, 44 jersey for the Arizona Cardinals. Hometown kid, super proud of him. Had had to get it.
2: Yeah, um, Papo got 44 for the Cardinals. You heard it there. Tank Bigsby got his four back for the Miami Dolphins. Seattle Seahawks rookie Derek Hall with a number 58. Anders Carlson, uh, probably the greatest uh, player to ever wear, the number 17 for the Green Bay Packers already. (laughs) Uh, Kobe Wooten, also on the Packers, got number 96. So a lot of... Besides Tank Bigsby, all new numbers, I believe, for these players. I think
0: the, I don't think anyone got a bad one. Brooks off vibes. We'll let we'll let uh-huh. Dylan go through these quick. We'll let we'll let Dylan go through these again quickly. Um, rank, rank rank them like one to like ten. Like ten being like, oh, this number brings the vibes. It's with with the guy. Like if, if you can see it working, you know what I mean. This is a vibe question, like I said. Um, he's, we'll yeah, go through okay. it. Just, just tell, um, tell us what the vibes are. We'll let Dylan read through them for you. All
2: right, Tank Bigsby. Wearing four for the Miami Dolphins,
1: top vibes out of all of them, uh, for sure. Four works for Tank, but I don't even think it's because of that. It's it's the the look of like a single digit number. Um, down in Miami, they get to wear like the the teal. It looks fast. It just it works. That's, That's right, for sure. for sure the best one.
2: Imagine the four in the classic retro Dolphins jersey.
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: Oh. All right. Oh, and Papo, 44 for the Cardinals.
1: I like it. Um, It's definitely kind of an intro number, it feels like, you know, for a rookie. But I I like any double number um, automatically goes up higher on my list. I'm a big fan of it.
2: (laughs) Derek Hall, 58 for the Seahawks.
1: Fine. You know, uh, kind of a middle of the pack. For a, you know, for a D lineman edge player, it, it's, it, it'll be okay. Um, nothing spectacular. it would have
2: been cool. If you got like a nineties though, I, w- I would have preferred him to get a nineties as an edge rusher. Yeah. It would have been cool.
1: He's going to
0: make that number look cool though. For sure.
2: Oh yeah. he's he'll, he'll yeah, work agree. Well. he's going to have it like painted on the side of the truck. Ooh. <laughs> <Which> one? <laughs> the one that's going to get shipped to Seattle and, uh, Anders Carlson, 17 for the Packers.
1: Super funny. I love it. I love the fact that he ends up with Devontae's number. Um, I mean, that's, that's a quality number for a kicker. I'm, I'm happy with it. I like where that looks. Um, it works, and I just like the Packers colors, too, so that automatically wins, wins points with me, too.
2: All right. And the final cheesehead, Colby Wooten, repping 96 in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, second highest based off of vibes behind Tank. 96 is just a good solid number i don't know what it is there's it just looks good he'll look big in it he'll look strong in it um yeah i'm a big fan that's a good one and if you reverse it it's funny so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it'd be it would be nicer if he if we <laughs> flip the numbers around
0: that's right that's right
2: uh, last bit of nfl news marlon davidson signed on a one-year deal to the niners as well ending his career with the falcons
0: well joining a better defense so <laughs> just just putting the word out there while, while we're on the subject of marlon davidson briefly uh, him getting a pick, a thick six on Tom Brady is probably it's high in my favorite NFL <laughs> regular season memories for sure.
2: It's for the highlight of his career as well, I believe, uh, and nothing will ever top that too.
0: You're probably right, but <laughs> guys, that's all we got with uh, with. Well, <laughs> one more thing. Whoa, whoa! whoa. How did you say the last thing and then say whoa, one more thing? Whoa, whoa. I said last bit of NFL news. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad.
2: 2024 five star safety, number ninth player overall in the class of 2024 has listed auburn in his top five kj bolden has also announced his official visit to the auburn tigers coming very soon
0: yes big time new news and we're, we'll talk more and we'll probably have a little talk on our thursday show about recruiting updates because wow brooks Hugh is at the ground running yep. so after being quiet all right, now that's all we've got for Bruce Days with yeah. Brooks Walton. Brooks, so much for, for joining us, buddy. Let everybody know where they can hang out with you on social media, and then we'll let you get out of here. Thank you for talking ball. It's always a blast.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, social media, Instagram is just Brooks Walton, super easy. And then Twitter, I think, is Brooks underscore Walton four. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's a lot of fun to come here and talk football with you guys, so I appreciate it. Of course, man. Brooks Walton, everybody.
2: Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify with Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com podcasters to get started
0: moving dylan big thank you to brooks walton always a joy to have him on just a good dude and fun to have his perspective on on things some of the nose ball and some of the play ball at auburn and someone that holds Auburn very close to their heart always fun to have brooks on let's talk men's basketball for a second alan flanagan in the transfer portal i think it's pretty clear where we think he's going <laughs> uh i presume to follow west to ole miss if he goes elsewhere i mean that's his own journey and and uh, it's certainly not something that that Auburn fans should bash him for. Uh, I, I had it in front of me for a second here. I've got it again. Alan Flanagan in 2023 or the 2022-2023 se- season averaged 26.9 minutes uh, a game and played in 34 games. 10.1 points a game, averaging just south of two turnovers, and really didn't shoot three ball all that well. I mean, he shot 33.3 percent this year, which is remarkable, but he didn't take a lot of threes. Alan Flanagan is going to. People are going to look back at his last two years at Auburn and think of him like that. I hate that. I really do. Yeah, I don't want it to get lost in the sauce. And when we, when we just, this is just strictly news and just kind of me editorializing here, that Alan Flanagan in 2020, that that COVID year that Auburn was on a self-imposed ban, he was on X Games mode for one. Uh, I mean, he was averaging 14.3 a game, playing point guard and and stepping up in a role that we really had expectations that he was going to be an NBA player, like a, an NBA starter at that, or at least a, a, a rotational piece. And, and it kind of trickled off his last couple of years. And it's almost kind of the Devin Cambridge effect. You know what I mean? Like kind of the oh, yeah. boom, heavy hit, same timeline. And, and, and it, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't want people to think of Alan Flanagan that way. Flanagan's did a ton for Auburn Dillon. They did. Was it time for a mutual parting of ways from the Auburn, the, the Auburn basketball community and the, Flanagan family. Yeah, it was time. And sometimes it happens. It just, it's just the way it shakes out. I don't want people to think negatively about Alan Flanagan. That was my little high horse I wanted to get on. Yeah, I I,
2: I thought about comparing him to Devin Cambridge before we got on the show, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that to him. But I mean, I don't, the start comparisons are there. Just a slight decline. Uh, I wish him the best. Uh, I, I think I said it best whenever I texted you and I said, I'll miss the good half that we got of Alan Flanagan. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully he brings a uh, next level talent to Ole Miss that he won't play, that he won't bring uh, at least two games out of the schedule at least. Uh But overall, we saw this coming from a mile away. I was just shocked it took so long for it to happen.
0: And as we mentioned, Ole Miss is not official, presumptively going to be Ole Miss, yeah. would be my educated crystal ball at this point. If that if that should work out, that's a great piece for a rebuild. I mean, he's a oh, great yeah. guy that can come in, understands this league, understands how to play basketball at this level. And, and then when you get to the SEC tournament, understands how to play in March. I mean, he, he just has a ton of experience doing it. So definitely wishing him the best in his future endeavors. But there is more news on the hardwood. Matthew Cleveland, a guy that Dylan has been worked up about for an extended period of time, did announce that he's going to be taking his talents to Miami, a team that Miami has been super relevant the past few years in, oh, yeah. in, in, in men's hoops and, and doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. They've really been attacking that transfer portal. Tyron Lawrence looks like Auburn's target numero uno, but Dylan, the Vanderbilt transfer, should he decide to return to college basketball, has been working out for a handful of NBA NBA teams, most publicly the Boston Celtics. How could this piece fit in to what Bruce Pearl is building at Auburn?
2: So the simple answer is the fact that it would be your starting three. Uh, After losing out on Matthew Cleveland, who, uh, for all, all but like I think like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, was Auburn's like number one. Like we need to get this guy, and everything kind of slowed down with him. And and, the, and Matthew Cleveland was going to be like our starting three in place of Al Flanagan. Now you, Tyron Lawrence is like you got to get him. You have to. right now without Tyron Lawrence or any other transfer that may show up. You're starting three. You're going to be looking at either Semo or Lee or Berman. Well,
0: as as things stand right now.
2: As things stand right now, yeah. In the ever changing world of college basketball, as it stands, if you don't get Tyron Lawrence, you're looking at starting Leor Berman.
0: Or begging Jalen Williams to come back for one more year.
2: That too. Uh, Which I think is very much in the cards. Yes, for sure. Even though I do think Jalen Williams is probably the most likely out of the three Auburn uh, draftees to get taken up by a team. But does answer the question, it it does pose the question. If Auburn brings back Janai Broom and Jay will where do you put those two? And is it Janai Broom at the four? And then you just hope to God you get a five from the transfer portal? Or you just got to try to stick to your gun at Dylan Cardwell?
0: I think you, you have to play Janai Broom at a stretch four and, 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 and play him un, under the bucket. I think that that's kind of your solution in the starting rotation. If Dylan Cardwell continues to progress, maybe that's an option. It, it may be, and and, and really, Don Cardwell did make strides this year. I'm not, I'm not. I, people were going to think that I hate Don Cardwell. That's just, I, I don't hate him personally. There are just fundamental things where I've seen him progress and then digress again, and, and it's frustrating. Don Lark, <laughs> not Don Cardwell, but it's frustrating, Don, to see Cardwell make those good steps, and he'll have really, really good days, uh, good games, and moments. And it's not even an up and down with him. It's just sometimes fundamentals. Fundamentals kill you. He's got a great frame. He's when he, when he when he when he remembers fundamentals. He's great at boxing out and a rebounding machine. It's a matter of consistency, right? And, yeah. and, and I do think you're right. If you can go to the portal and get a big man, which that portal window is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, that is something you should explore. Certainly. Oh yeah. But this team does have the makings, especially, especially if you add a certain guard from from Vanderbilt that, we, that we've been that we've been speaking about, Tyron Lawrence to be interesting and I when I said when I say interesting I don't mean bad and I don't and I don't I don't mean crazy good I don't know I, I this this could be the most surprising Bruce Pearl team we've seen in in the past uh, since maybe 2019 <laughs> like, like I'm really really truthfully I'm just not sure and in and, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing I think there it was it's certainly a, a, a bridge year as you as you wait for this 24 class which for those of you panicking shut the hell up be all right it's gonna be okay At
2: to hot pedaford is still
0: really freaking good it's it yeah. and, and and they're not done <laughs> like, yeah it's 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 all gonna work out fine it's all what, it's is, all what
2: is it out. trevon reed says what is that he always says huh? um we're not finished yet
0: not finished <laughs> we're, we're not not finished, not finished. so a <laughs> lot of exciting news over on the hardwood nba news auburn alumnus walker kessler named a first team all nba rookie team Jabari Smith on that all NBA rookie team. Second team, Jabari Smith, a little quick editorialization again, Dylan, coming down the stretch after a pretty lackluster and tough to watch start his career, he's, he's, a hell, he's a hell of a basketball player and it does correlate to the NBA. So those of you who were talking about Jabust, shut up. What are, <laughs> that, what are,
2: the, what are the rules on uh, NBA players coming back to college? What are the, what are the rules on on that exactly? They, they can do that, right? Like that is that allowed?
0: By my count, Jared Harper has another year. Bryce Brown should get a COVID year, even though he wasn't there during COVID. We'll just give him yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: uh, Charles Barkley did he say all four
0: years? He did. He did. Yes.
2: Uh, I think he may have a COVID year as well. well I think
0: uh, yeah, I think Chuck was there for three, but that, neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think we could we could we could make something work out here. Uh, Isaac, uh, excuse me. Uh, Sharif can come back and play the one. We we can make that work. That'd be the small guard exception. I think I'd make. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting year uh, for, for Auburn basketball, but also a really promising campaign. I think Walker Kessler is going to wind up being one of the better players to come to the Auburn program in, in history. And, and maybe at that point, that's your selling point. We are big man, you, and that's fine. But Jabari Smith also, I think is going to be an all-star cal- caliber talent um, in, in the net in in this upcoming NBA season. And he'll have nothing to show for it because the Rockets freaking suck. But that's not his fault. You,
2: you think the years of lottery picks, they'd at least be in contention for their division at this point. You would but think if you have
0: Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, you could <laughs> do
2: something. But Don't get me started on a potential world where Jalen Green and Jabari
0: Smith played on, a, played on the, the same, same team. Yeah, well, that, that's a national championship winning team. That's neither here nor there. All that to say, uh, a lot of promising work over on the men's side of the hardwood. Let's go over to the diamond. All right, Dylan. I'm quick. I'll make it quick. I owe the most sincere apologies <laughs> to a lot of guys that, that play for Butch Thompson. And I want this to be crystal clear when I say I have been adamant that I'll never count a Butch Thompson team out. And I think I've said that a million times on this show. Have I told you guys back-to-back weeks to sell your soul for Friday night wins? Yes. Have you sold your souls on, on back-to-back Friday nights? A little bit. Did you wind up winning series over the number one and number two teams in the country? Hell yeah, you did. And beating LSU this weekend, I mean, hello. Hello. After dropping on Friday night, I, I was not optimistic. I won't I won't lie to you. The Saturday, when I said sell yourself for two Friday nights, you, you moved all of your Friday night priorities to Saturday with the Eagle flight, and I get it at graduation day. Awesome. And then you come out and <laughs> you beat the brakes out of LSU on Sunday not to mention, pitching this weekend, pretty damn solid. Don't let the Tigers get hot. The Auburn Tigers get hot. Sneaking into the top 25. Who, who made me bite my tongue the hardest on Saturday night? Would anyone like to, to wager a guess what his name is? Mr. Nate LaRue. <laughs> Steps up in a big moment to blow, blow the lead open and, or re- push, push Auburn back ahead, back ahead on, on Saturday night with, with, a, with a little RBI single. If the stars align, the stars align, man. That's the beauty in baseball. Auburn, the Auburn Tigers. If I've had to pick one team right now that I don't want to play, just because they shouldn't be where they're at right now, it's the Auburn Tigers. So
2: yeah, you start to wonder uh, how many more souls do they have left left to to sell
0: for these next few more weekends. I know we a couple like, guys that have a podcast that might be interested in donating. Did you
2: take take mine? If it, if it. Give me an extra championship, I'll give you. (laughs) But yeah, you, yeah, great point with Nate LaRue. I was going to bring the fact he got walked and then he hit that single. Hey, uh, so RBI walk and an RBI single from Nate LaRue. What
0: if you're telling me that Nate LaRue had to, for all intents and purposes, folks, for all intents and purposes, suck from February until April for him to be playing the best baseball that he's played in a long time in May? Have probably taken that deal, <laughs> and here we are. And to add on to that, the
2: apparently the eagle flight uh went good. There was, was like a meme, it was yeah, like, Yeah, the, flew the good. eagle did eagle fly. Good.
0: I, I heard the eagle fly gooder than expected. Uh, that's that's what I, I saw, um, from the repost, the memes that were sent to me, and, and things of that of that nature. So g- glad to hear the, that uh, the, the, the eagle float flew well. That, that's I'm glad to we should actually have that segment this football season. Just like a little part of it, like 10 seconds. Rate the Eagle Flight 1 to 10, and it's just the bit is it's always a 10.
2: You just do a tier list. little <laughs> Tier Maker is all S tier, week 1, week 2, week 3. <laughs> the bye week gets like F tier, like no Eagle Flight.
0: S tier because if there would have been a game, they would have flown well. <laughs> 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 That's the bit. Auburn Softball, talk to me, Dylan.
2: Yeah, uh, so there's a, there's a pitcher that's uh, the jack of all trades, if you will. Or uh, is it the Jill she, of all did trades? she sing the national anthem? She sang the national anthem and then pitched a one-hitter to win <laughs> to win the series. <laughs> and Penta
0: is, you are, it's dumb.
2: Like, I, I really, talk about the Sunday game a little bit more. Did you see nelia Parra's home run?
0: Yes. What in the world? Speaking of dumb. <laughs>
2: And, and senior night too Lindsey uh, lindsay garcia got got a home run on senior night for her so shout out to uh garcia uh and good lord this softball team is really good
0: yeah a uh, little bummed that auburn didn't get the 40 win regular season i i feel comfortable in them getting 40 wins this uh this this in this postseason three seed in the SEC tournament that's another one of those teams man i feel like i've said this a couple times this show i i would not want to play auburn I surely would not want to play Auburn. They're on a little sh- stretch right now. And they've got time to kind of R and R it up until the the I guess eventually technically second round because there's a playing game, but tech- also technically third round of the SEC tournament. Yep. Tigers are in good shape. And if Maddie Penta can 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 come in and, and just take care of take care of her, her body and make sure she doesn't get banged up going down the stretch or coming coming through these playoffs. I think I think you're fine. And 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 that's what that's what matters the most.
2: You might be looking at SEC Pitcher of the Year. You're
0: looking uh, at the SEC Pitcher of the Year. There we go. That is the SEC Pitcher of the Year.
2: Getting confirmation, but yeah, we'll have a full blown uh, game by game. I, well, I guess we kind of have to wait till Wednesday so we can do an actual yep. like preview to see because yep. Auburn will be playing the winner of LSU and Ole Miss. Right. So Absolutely. We'll we, a,
0: we will we'll do so a... before before we get out of here, Dylan. I do want to, on behalf of the College Loop and all of our our families, um, wish uh, send our condolences to Coach Head Coach Mickey Dean on the loss of his father uh, we are keeping the Dean family in our thoughts and prayers and I know that this man this is it's coming at him. it's never a good time but he's got a lot on his plate right now and and I know that that family is is uh, is, is certainly uh, rallying around coach Dean so sending our our best wishes um and and thoughts and prayers their way I am Harrison tar at by Harrison tar on Twitter if you want to check me out I'm I'll be honest guys I'm AWOL right now I'm, I'm taking a little mental health break. stepping away and i think i'm i think i'm really making some good strides there i've been i've been away from twitter for about a week now and it has helped tremendously (laughs) and uh, that's why you will not catch me on the auburn daily show for a couple weeks i'm taking a little little leave of absence so i'm gonna leave it here Uh, i don't will plug all of our socials take care of yourself uh, take care of each other treat each other the way you should and and make sure you take care of, of both those those you love and yourself take care of your mental take care of your physical Love all you guys. appreciate Appreciate all of y'all. I couldn't say appreciate for a second there. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. Make sure you're hanging out with us. Drop your comments. Go ahead and hate me. That's fine. I I there's a small part of me that kind of hopes that up until the end of that softball segment, people are already like commenting nasty things, and then I'm bringing it like full circle and telling them to take care of each other. Um, I'm not trying to like you know like sound holier than that because I'm not because I feel like I would just do that and feel terrible. But <laughs> so if you feel terrible, it's fine. I forgive you. <laughs> all that all that to say uh, always good to talk about with you don't and we will do it again on thursday thursday sorry i, I
2: will do it wednesday but y'all will see it on thursday yeah well
0: you know, that's, that was in that was your window there was, yeah. was, so always a ton of fun make sure like subscribe ring the bell and let us know where your thoughts are at where your head's at for football uh, quarterback conversation and we're going to talk later this week about how robbie ashford plugs in we'll go ahead and tease that so give us your thoughts right now we'll fe- feature our best comments how does Robbie Ashford contribute to this team if he's a presumptive backup? Otherwise, Dylan, the floor is yours.
2: Yep. I'm Dylan Lord at you Boy, Tank on Twitter. If you're watching, it's just like right, right here at YouBoyTank, at Y-A-B-O-I, the tank for the people listening in the back. But make sure you leave your questions because, again, I mentioned it last, last show. Question of the Day segment should be coming soon if y'all give us good questions. So that segment is purely based on y'all, not on us procrastinators right here, on y'all. And my TikTok dance is coming soon. Don't worry. I got to find one right now. I'm thinking neon moon just because it's also a joke at tar for me (laughs) doing it. It's calling it TikTok song. Uh, But yeah, make sure you go follow college loop literally everywhere. That's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course here on YouTube, like comment and subscribe yet again. Let us know alongside the questions. Do you think Peyton Thorne is going to lead Auburn to 10, 10 wins or at least can he that's, the actual question. And if you'll listen to us, you guys on Spotify, Apple podcast Google podcast and Amazon Music. Also catch me on the Daily Show every Monday with Lance Tot and Wednesday. I believe now with Andrew Stefaniak. Uh y'all seen him before on the show. He's a baseball wizard. Dude knows
0: knower of baseballs.
2: Geni- He's a genius about basketball, too. It's crazy. Y'all are gonna certified ball Daily show. Certified ball knower, Mr. Stefaniak is. But yeah, <laughs> with all that being said in the college loop podcast and i'm trying to find the ending you think i would doing the show on this platform for so long oh look there it is